0: Welcome back to his Light and Life. We're going to pick up where we left off last time. We were talking about Satan's Lucifer's rebellion his being cast to this earth and releasing a force into this world that began to slowly but surely cause it to fall apart. And today we're going to pick up that same we're going to pick up where we left off. And we titled that, we, we know that that is, the Bible calls that the law of sin and death. It operates here on this planet exactly like gravity. And um, it cannot be escaped. It cannot, you cannot escape it. When God made the garden, when God formed the garden, it says, And God made a garden east of Eden, planted a garden east of Eden. And he put man in it to tend the garden, take care of the garden. And he was, it's an interesting verse that he says in, of the earth, and he says, near to subdue it. Subdue it. That's a strange word. Um, the Bible doesn't say that the earth was paradise, the Bible says the garden was paradise. And we're going to get, down the road, we're going to talk about the tabernacle and the temple. The tabernacle in the wilderness, just for this case, I'm just going to use it in the broad strokes. The tabernacle in the wilderness is a classic. It's exactly what God did with the garden. I believe that the Garden of Eden was shaped the same way that the tabernacle in the wilderness was for the children of Israel. I'm the Lord God, I change not. Now, if you notice in the tabernacle in the wilderness, and we're just going to touch on this briefly, because that is going to be several podcasts all by itself. Um, I might as well say it right here at the beginning. We know where we're going. I believe that the tabernacle in the wilderness is clearly one of the greatest illustrations that you will ever have a practical visual illustration of our relationship with God. And the components of the the furniture of the tabernacle, the size of the tabernacle, the symbolism of the tabernacle. Um, It was the house of God. It was the original house of God on this earth. Uh, That was a place that God had uniquely designed. He said to Moses, he says, be careful, make sure that you make it exactly after the pattern I showed you in heaven. And that is vital. That is vital. Um, A great deal of the Christian struggles and trials uh, can be traced uh, to the lack of understanding of the Exodus story because we go through the Exodus story. We touched on a long time ago. We were talking about the sand of Abraham was given a promise. And that promise had to do with the sand of the sea and the stars of the sky. Two lineages that would come from him. An earthly lineage and a heavenly lineage. A material lineage and a spiritual lineage. And the journey that the material lineage, the children of Israel, took through the Exodus story. Their deliverance from Egypt. Crossing over the Red Sea. That's your first baptism into the promise into the into the wilderness. That's you, um, where you basically death to self, where God, you you go through a, a process where God can now use you, and at that point the thing that you're to take with you into the promised land is the presence of God inhabited in a tabernacle. That's how the children of Israel went. That's how you will go. Uh, you're, in the, you're in the Exodus story right now. You, every single person on this planet is somewhere in the Exodus story right now. Knowing the, what the Exodus story is, uh, you'll be able to identify where you are and therefore move forward in him. Uh, shortcut right now, I'm just going to tell you the promised land is not heaven. The promised land is not heaven. Many believers believe that we're delivered from Egypt and we go into the wilderness and the wilderness walk is our earth life now. And then we're going to die and go to the great beyond. And the great beyond is the promised land, also a.k.a. heaven. That is completely not true. Um, The symbolism, types and shadows of that are completely misaligned because when the children of Israel went into canaan went into their promised land it was full of giants wild beasts and walled cities uh, so that doesn't really line up with um with heaven it was far from heaven um the promised land that they were given and to inhabit at that time a uh, quick little study of uh what abraham found when god said to him i'm going to send you a land flowing with milk and honey an abundant land um yeah not exactly what greeted him. Okay, but backing up to today, we're going to talk about, we're going to continue on with our talk of the law, sin, and death. Lucifer being cast down to this earth and an evil being released. The entrance of sin into the created order of that time um, resulted in cataclysmic events. Those cataclysmic events happened on... Uh, uh, in three levels in three, three in all the dimensions that we know and the primary one being the wiping out of every form of life on this planet. Now it's very interesting that when God then forms man, he, re, he in sea, the Bible says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Period. In the beginning, that's what he did, and it says, and the and the earth was formless and void, and darkness was on the face of the earth. Well, where did the darkness come from? God is light, in Him there's no darkness at all. So you know, God created the earth. You know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was dark, formless, and void. Um. I don't, you got a problem there. You have a problem there, and and it's been called many things. And I don't really want to get hung up on the names. I you know of the. It's not a theory. You have to. I've never heard an explanation that would counteract it. Something happened to this earth. We know that because the Bible says it. You know God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the earth itself is scarred with something horrific. I I mean, I don't even... I, I have meditated on this and thought about this many, many times. I don't even... Can you imagine what this place was like? Absolute chaos. When Lucifer fell and came to this earth, he was the anointed cherub that covered the earth. He was the first steward of the earth and his failed stewardship resulted in a cataclysmic event. We know Adam's stewardship resulted in him losing his dominion and authority and look at the look at the state of mankind. Can you imagine what happened when the spiritual envoy and group of uh, and the group that he was given charge of, can you imagine when they made war against God in heaven and they were cast down to the earth? Can you imagine? It's just it's it's unbelievable. So God comes and he reestablishes the earth. He reforms the earth. It's here. He created it in the beginning. He's coming and he's repairing it. It's like, it's like ever, it's like you've, it's like you, you know, you own a piece of property and a a cabin and a nice place and it's all the lawns are mowed and everything and it's fine. It's in the middle of the woods. And then you give control of it to someone else and they completely neglect it or they just, you know, they they just abuse it, misuse it. And now you've come back to it. That's your property. That's where you plan on doing what you plan on doing what you created it for in the original originally is going to happen. But now you come back to it and it's in a it's in a state of disrepair. And that is what happened. God created the earth and the earth was fine. The earth was wonderful. It was full of life, teeming with life, dinosaurs and vegetation and just amazing. And he has an angel, an angelic realm that's in charge of it. And this angelic realm, it says of Lucifer, you were perfect in the day that I created you. And then iniquity was found in you. Do you remember we talked a couple of... We, was last, I think it was our last podcast. We were talking about the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. Well, we have God creating man, and he says And it's good. He created Lucifer, and he said he was perfect. And the good being rebelled and the perfect being rebelled. And we're going to explain that further when we talk about Lucifer, Satan, specifically... But I want you to see right now that it was no fault in God. He was perfect in the day that he was created. And we know that there was, a, there was something that was involved in his rebellion that he must have created all by himself. You have to understand something. The difference between the fall of Lucifer and the fall of Adam, male and female, is she was beguiled there was a temptation outside of herself. There was words in a dialogue outside of herself. And that conversation tempted her. Now, when she rebelled, when she ate, Adam watched her. And guess what happened to her? Nothing. She didn't die and she gave to Adam and he did eat too when he ate bad things began to happen but what I, I want you to see that there was evil already in existence there was evil outside of them at that point Adam or lucifer being perfect had no such temptation there was no such thing he originated sin He originated rebellion against God. The Bible says on account of your beauty, your heart was lifted up on account of your beauty. That word beauty, we say, well, he was a beautiful. Can you ever, I mean, seriously, can you imagine angels in heaven? Can you imagine making a distinction? They know no such thing about beauty. Like when we think of beauty, we think in terms of beautiful. Um, The Bible doesn't say that Lucifer was beautiful the word beauty there means royalty it means rank it means position his heart was lifted up on account of his rank he began to see how uh, the other angels under his charge began to interact with him and their interaction with him was something that began to grow and in, in his mind. He's going back and forth to heaven and he's getting words from an invisible God who's just speaking words out to him. He's looking at his, he's looking at what he is doing in his stewardship. He's looking at all of these follow angels that are following him. He's looking at his perfection because he was created perfect. And all of these things are going on inside of him. All of these things are going on around him. And his heart is lifted up. And he asks himself the same question that Adam and Adam asked in the garden. Adam and Adam being male and female Adam. I have to keep iterating that because it's something that's very, very important. She was named Eve by Adam after they fell. Before they were fell, they were Adam, male and female. Okay. But so Lucifer's heart is lifted up. And he he begins to say to himself, why do I need to obey God? What do I need him for at all? Look at this earth. Look at what I'm in charge of. Look at my rank. Look at my authority. Look at how these other angels are looking at me. All I do is go up to heaven and get some words from an invisible God He had no idea how powerful God was. He didn't have a clue. He did not have a clue. I mean, it's like, you know, if you can picture a flea riding on the back of an elephant thinking that, you know, it's like a blind, blind flea on an elephant. He had no idea what he was on. He had no idea what was behind the voice that was speaking to him. Because it's important to know then and it's important to know now that jesus said learn from me for i am lowly and meek and humble of heart god does not display his power his glory his wisdom his authority frivolously there's no frivolous display of any of those things because he is meek he is humble he is lowly of heart He knows who he is, he knows what he is, and he doesn't need to display it. One perfect example of that is when Moses is sent to Egypt and he says, well, okay, seriously, this is a world that's based on rank. Now you got me going to the ruler of the most powerful entity and empire on the planet today. He's going to want to know, and I'm going up to him and I'm going to say, let my people go. Uh, These are his slaves. This is his workforce, has been for over 400 years the first thing this guy is going to say to me is who sent you. Remember the Pharisees when Jesus began to teach, the first thing they said was, "By what authority do you do these things?" Because like it or not, that's man. And God says to remember, God says to Moses, he says, "Tell him I am." <laughs> You want me to put a word on it? You want me to put a name on it? I can't. <laughs> I can't do that, and I don't have to do that. I don't have to do that. I don't have to lift a finger. <laughs> you want to talk about the irresistible force? That is me. I am the irresistible force. Just tell them I am and Moses. You can see him walking away. Oh, okay, that's going to work great. This isn't going to. This isn't going to fly. <laughs> You know, so he goes off and he says, (laughs) "Oh yeah, I'm here. By the way, uh, you know, Ramesses. (laughs) I mean, uh, I've been sent by the authority of I am. (laughs) That's great, (laughs) right?" So Lucifer is interacting with this God who does not display his does not display anything about himself frivolously. He does it with a word. He speaks the word. Right? You think about it, and just think about Jesus's life. He he didn't go out of his way to prove himself. He didn't go out of his way to display his power. Remember, he's like, you know, he says, you know, Peter, he says, no, he he put away your sword. He heals the he heals the. He heals the the servant's ear, and he says what? He says, you know, know, I could call 10,000 angels. They'd be here in a second. Just boom. But I don't do that. That's not what I do. Let what is to happen happen. Okay, so back to Lucifer's rebellion, he begins to say to himself, okay, look at how these angels are looking at me. Look at my position. Look at my rank. Look at this creation. I'm in charge of this. All of this I'm in charge of. You have to understand, he was brought into existence. He didn't see, he didn't see the depths of what was actually going on in the behind the scenes any more than Adam did. And he says to himself, I don't need God. Not only do I not need him, but I don't, I want to be higher than him. And he released something, he's cast down, so he goes, he makes war in heaven. They're cast down to the earth. Why are they cast down to the earth? Because this is what their realm of authority was. This is what their realm of authority was. And what is the peculiar thing of his nature? What is the thing that is locked into him, which he is known by more than anything else? And that's the clue. That's the proof of his rebellion. He's a liar. He lies. He takes... A liar is not someone who says something that is untrue. People say things that are not true all of the time. If lying was saying something that was incorrect or not true, then we would all be guilty of being, we would all be able to call all of us liars most of the time because a large portion of what people say is not factually true. They're speaking it in the form of a communication. They're not speaking it in the form of historical, scientific, you know facts. A lie is something where you de- where the little, the little child who's, who does something and then the mom walks into the room and his response is designed to deceive his mother. That's a lie. A lie is when you say something with the intention of deceiving something else. With the intention. See, Lucifer is called a liar because he took the words that God had spoken and then he spoke them again to the angels that were following him, but he altered them and changed them with the intention of deception. That's why we see him. The first thing his encounter with Eve and the Adam in the garden, Adam female in the garden, was deception. We see it again with the he, he twisted every single word when he, when he spoke the word to God. He uses the word of God and he uses it in a deceptive way. And the reason he does that is because that's what's locked into his nature. And it's locked into his nature because that was his sin. That was his rebellion. And when he was cast out of the earth, or out of heaven, down to this earth, the law of sin and death was released. This earth at that point there, the grace of God was taken off of this earth. This became the prison house of Satan and his demons. And their rebellion and cataclysmic events took place that wiped out every speck of life on this planet. And this planet spun on a wobbling orbit through the universe for hundreds of thousands or millions of years. Then when it pleased God, he came back to his creation. He came back to the earth that he had created and he renewed it. He began to renew the earth, and he did that in six days. Thank you for spending some time with me today on His Light and Life. We're going to pick up the abyss, black holes, and bottomless pits next time. Uh, This will be several podcasts to get through this one. It's going to lay a foundation uh, for where we're going. Uh, You can't walk in the victory of the Lord Jesus Christ until you know who your enemy is and what you're walking in victory over. Once again, thank you very much, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to His Light and Life. Do you have questions or want to speak with Mark? Please reach out using the email in the description. We'll see you next time on His Light and Life.